Hello, my fellow music lovers. I'm Allison Hagendorf, and welcome to the show. This is where we celebrate the universal love of music and the rock and roll spirit that lives in each of us. Thank you so much for being part of the show. I'd love for you to hit the subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube or follow the show if you're listening. I'm so glad you're here. My guest today is alternative singer-songwriter and one of my favorites, Royal and the Serpent. We talk all about how a childhood injury resulted in her picking up the guitar, how being on top of the alternative radio charts during the pandemic was bittersweet, her struggles with mental health, and how changing the way she approached her songwriting actually healed her, and how opening for Fall Out Boy and Demi Lovato brought her both inspiration and lifelong friends. And stay tuned after the interview for my sound advice. New music you need to know. It all starts now. I just want to start by congratulating you on Rat Trap 4. Thank you. The burden. Thank you. As you know, I have been following your music since like 2017. Forever. Like from You've the beginning. You've been like my first supporter. Oh, <laughs> I do remember when I first learned of you how enamored I was. Thank you. I I knew that you were doing something very unique and interesting and artful, oh, really you. artful. And I feel grateful that I have been able to be part of your journey and support you and your art. Thank you. You've been incredible. You really were like one of the first people to, I feel like, put me on kind of and Aww. like give me a little bit of a platform and show people my work and I forever am grateful for that so thank you that means so much to me and I remember when overwhelmed of course mm -hmm. hit what was that like for you when to have a song that was mm -hmm. so massive like was there a moment for you where like oh things have changed or like or, or things have landed or how it did you so feel? interesting because it was the peak of COVID so yeah. I was still inside my house so it was like I was doing all these radio interviews on Zoom. I was doing all this stuff on Zoom. So I never really got to feel um, it like physically. I felt it. And I think I, I felt it the most when I would get in my car and I would hear it on the radio. Yeah. I think that never got old. There was never a moment where I didn't still get chills of course. when I would hear that. And it was on the radio for like 22 weeks or something crazy. It was really on the wild. Yeah. It was really wild. And I would have never expected. I also couldn't believe it went alternative. Like at the time, I think before Overwhelmed, I wasn't expecting to make alternative music. I thought I was going to be a pop artist. Mm -hmm. And I think seeing what it did on the alternative charts and sort of like how it had space in the alternative world made me be like, oh, I can make rock music. Yeah. You know? Yes. Mm -hmm. I think that your strength and what really attracted me to your music and your art was your strength is your vulnerability. Thank you. You share your vulnerability and in such an authentic, genuine, raw, but beautiful way Thank that you. I do think is unique to you. When did you realize that being this vulnerable with your lyrics, with your just what you share. Mm -hmm. When did you realize that was kind of your thing? I actually don't know if it was ever even a choice or if there was a realization. I've always kind of worn my heart on my sleeve, oh. you know, my whole yeah. life. And I've always been very vocal about my feelings. Yeah. And I think something that was important to me when I first started songwriting was telling the truth. Mm -hmm. I just, I didn't feel like a storyteller. I felt like I wanted to tell my story. Yeah. Um. So it just kind of came 
came naturally to me. It's only recently I started in sessions like trying to tell stories about other people and other like more imaginative things. Yeah. Just to change it up because there's yeah. a lot. It's been a lot of my own personal experience in the music. Right. Mm -hmm. Going back to the more recent music. Yeah. I have to tell you that separation anxiety is wow. Thank you. It's, it's a total wow. Thank you. And I love number four. I love this fourth installment of the, of the series because mm -hmm. it's really intimate. Mm -hmm. It's really stripped down. Yeah. It's really personal. Mm -hmm. Your voice, it's just, it's so, it's its textured. It's I, I feel like I'm there with you. Yeah. And then the video. The video was so We have fun. to talk about the yeah, video. Yeah, yeah. It's magnificent. Thank you. Thank you. I haven't danced or done ballet probably in maybe 15 years now. And so it was really cool to get in the rehearsal studios and start choreographing this with my best friend who I actually grew up dancing with and she's still my best friend to this day and she's a choreographer and a DJ she does a bunch of stuff but she choreographed it with me and every day I was texting her like let's get back in let's get back in and rehearse because it's once you haven't done something for that long I was um not insecure but I I noticed all of the things I was nitpicking okay you know about yeah. all the little places I would watch videos back and be like I need to do that better so it was really cool to dance as much as I got to for the video. And I love that it's it's this beautiful, you're like I'm doing point. I mean, you're doing like a, a very oh, challenging yeah. ballet routine mm -hmm. in the rain. Yeah. And it's so, and I love that you start sort of in the distance and then mm -hmm. you slowly kind of get closer. I mean, just the Thank whole you. concept of it is so gorgeous. Thank you. You are an artist. You know, the, the word Thank gets you. thrown around a lot. Just mm -hmm. because someone has music out doesn't mean they're necessarily an artist. Right. Yeah. Um, but you are an artist. Thank you. And and that video, I'm like, yes. Thanks. What, I think I just love so much more than just the music. Mm -hmm. I love a lot of things a lot creatively. Yeah. And music is just a very small part of that. But it also gives me this catalyst and this ability to do all these other things, mm -hmm. which I really appreciate. I'm very grateful that this is the career path I chose for that reason. So I can do so many other things. Because you grew up competitive da dancing yeah. for years. Mm -hmm. Tell me more. When did you start dancing? Oh, when I was maybe four or five years wow. old. Yeah. So it was my whole childhood. And it wasn't until I got very severely injured that I stopped. And then I got a guitar for Christmas that year. And the rest is kind of history. But oh, my God. Yeah. Which Talk about a silver lining from an injury. Totally. Totally. Yeah, it was wow. really hard at the time because I couldn't dance. It was almost a year that I was out um, injured. I shattered both of my heel plates. Ugh. Like completely. It was, yeah. That's excruciating and traumatizing. Totally. Especially I finished as a, the rest of the show you? too. 14. Oh. I know. I was in such shock that I finished the whole rest of the show. And I walked into the doctor's office the next day. They x-rayed me and they were like, how did you walk in here? Wow. Yeah. The adrenaline was going. Totally. Well, you're a performer. See, that's what it comes down to. You're a performer. Well, and it's taught me a lot about what I do now. Yeah. You know, growing up in that, it was sort of, you, if you messed up, you couldn't show it on your face. Mm -hmm. You have to sort of handle yourself a very specific way. And I think that's taught me a lot about performing today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. That's crazy. So then you picked up the guitar. Mm -hmm. What inspired you to pick up the guitar? My mom and dad bought me one for Christmas. I think they, I always grew up in sort of a musical household. My pop-up was a multi-instrumentalist. He was incredible. Um, and so I think they just, they thought maybe I'd like it. And they just got one for me. And I did like it a lot. I would hide in my room all the time and just learn how to play songs and write songs. And Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. 
Now, you had started writing even so young. It wasn't like mm-hmm. you were just playing covers or learning how to play songs. Mm-hmm. You were actually writing from such yeah, a young age. Because I loved poetry at a young age. I was writing poetry before I even got my first guitar. My mom was a poet when okay. she was younger. So I remember sort of getting that from her. And um, I would just write poems and then put them over yeah, music. music yeah. But I wasn't. I didn't really think much of it. Though. It was just one of the hobbies I had. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I thought I'm going to be a a musical artist someday. You know, I just, it just came natural to you. I just liked it. It was fun. There was a lot of things I liked. I liked to paint, which I still do. Yeah, but it's just not my career path. Right. Yeah. Well, but you're a creative. You're an artist. Yeah. What were you listening to? I was thinking about this actually on the way here because I was thinking that we would talk about sort of my influences. Yeah. And I was. Um, I didn't listen to a ton of rock music growing up. Mm-hmm. That's like a newer thing for me. I listened to a lot of pop, um, a lot of just what was sort of hot and on the radio mm-hmm. at the time. Because I think growing up in dance, you're always dancing to the songs that are popular yes. at the time. And I was also really into like musical theater. Yeah. Um. So I listened to a lot of Broadway stuff. I love Broadway. Yeah. I, I grew up around Broadway. My grandfather actually worked in New York City in like a box office. Wow. Like, what is, so what shows did you love or what sort of like— Rent is my favorite. Yeah, Rent. You I, mean, can't, I can't not be my favorite. Incredible. You know? Yeah. I think I saw Jersey Boys like three times. So good. I love that one. I saw Les Mis like four times. I love yeah, I mean, Les, Les Mis. Mis is, I love Les Mis. I love Broadway. I really it's do. So it's I so good. I want to someday put on a production of Rent. That's a big goal oh, of mine. wow. Because I've always wanted to play Mimi uh, in Rent. It's like my dream. So I think someday I'll, I'll have to do something with that. No. I can see you doing that, actually. Right? I, it makes sense to me with your theatrical background. Because like so I said fun. before, you are a performer. You really me are. Um, talk to me about, you picked up the guitar, you were mm-hmm. writing. Mm-hmm. What brought you from New Jersey to L.A.? Not music at first. Mm-hmm. I turned 18. I had gotten into a bunch of universities um, that I was not very excited about. And I thought that was very strange because mm-hmm. I thought university was what everybody did. Um, and I was just joking around with one of my best friends at the time, trying to figure out what I was going to do after high school. And she suggested I move to LA. And I thought she was kidding, which she was, but I also thought it was kind of a brilliant idea. Right. I had never even been here before. And I just went downstairs. I told my parents, I think I'm going to move to LA. And they were like, cool, let's do it. Awesome. Let's get you out there. So I went to art school for a little bit when I first moved out here. And then I started working in restaurants actually. And I thought that I had made it because I was making so much money. And this like 18 year old kid working in a restaurant. In L.A. In L.A. Like, I thought, I, yeah, I was yeah, like, you did it. I've got it in the bag. Right. I'm making so much money. This is awesome. Yeah. And it wasn't until somebody I was bartending with heard me sing. We had become friends. He liked my voice. I played him a song that I had written. And he was like, oh, I should manage you. It'll be really fun. Let's do it. And um, he's still my manager to That's this day. That's unbelievable. Yeah, we just kind of built the whole thing from the, from the ground up. So let's talk more about that because mm-hmm. what is unique about you is your voice. Thank you. Like, like physically your voice you. and obviously your voice, mm-hmm. like, you know, metaphorically and just your, your, how you, mm-hmm. what your message is and your yeah. lyrics. Was there a moment when you sort of found your voice where you're like, oh, I'm, oh, I got this. This is what's unique to me. Yes. And it took a very long time, mm-hmm. um, especially growing up. I had a lot of friends that were gorgeous singers. So I always thought I wasn't a good singer. So I would sing in this different tone to try and like add quirkiness to my voice so that I could sing without feeling insecure because everyone around me was such a 
good singer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until I feel like it was even post overwhelmed that I got really comfortable using my voice to I think it's like fullest capacity, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, I started singing just differently. I was more comfortable in the studio and I was able to explore a little bit more. But I think um, my voice has changed significantly, I think, since pre-overwhelmed to post-overwhelmed. If you even listen to the music, I definitely, definitely hear that. Mm-hmm. That's so powerful mm-hmm. to really, you literally found your voice. I yeah. mean, that's really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm sure also touring has oh, yeah. helped. Oh, and for sure. you have perhaps the best touring history. It's I mean, crazy. I mean, so I feel like Youngblood was the first like huge yeah. look. Oh, love right? Dom. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we love Dom. He's been yeah. on the show. Yes. We love him. What was that like touring with Youngblood? That was so cool. I mean, it was obviously virtual, mm-hmm. um, which was very interesting. But I still I still remember the feeling when my team called me and told me that I had been offered it because yeah. he has always been like my favorite. He's, he's so incredible. I love what he does. So I I remember screaming on the phone. Oh. Um, and I cried. And it was really cool. I mean, we didn't actually interact because he shot all of his stuff over overseas. Yeah. And we shot all of our stuff here. So there wasn't much physical interaction because we were all still locked, yeah. you know, inside. But it was still so special. And I, and I think I gained, like, a lot of his community that he's built um, are some of, like, the wel- most welcoming fans, yeah. I think, of anyone that's built something. And to this day, I still think that I have a lot of my, like, first fans from that tour. That's beautiful. And they're so sweet. Yeah. Dom also has a really good ear and he really knows talent and he really yeah. cares about supporting important mm-hmm. artists. Yeah. So when I, when I first learned that he was going to be offering that to you, I was like, yes, of course. He's That's incredible. perfect. Yeah. And then what about Grandson, Paris? Uh, I mean, Demi Lovato. So I mean, cool. how awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to me a little bit about Grandson. He's yeah. been a guest on the show. I you know? love Jordan so yeah. much. He's a very dear friend of mine. And I also was a fan for so long. I when I signed to my label, I found out that my A and R and had the same. He had the same A and R as me, right? And I remember getting like starstruck just to like be in the room. And when she finally introduced me to him, I remember being so, you know, nervous because I was a fan. So it was yeah. really cool that over the course of the year or so that we had known each other, that we had become friends. And when he asked me to go on that tour, it was just wow, what a special. Yeah, what a special time. He's so special. Yeah, and I feel like the Demi Lovato tour was even like next level. Well, yeah. and you guys really formed a relationship, and oh, you yeah. collaborated. Like, tell me more yeah. about that dynamic and what that was like. Oh my gosh, so cool! Again, all these people that I just idolized as as a kid. You know, yeah, I, I loved her growing up. Yeah. And um, when I got that call to go and write on the album that she was making. Right. Um, I freaked out. I remember I tried to cancel the session because I was so nervous. I thought I was going to puke. I was so scared. And we ended up just really hitting it off, you know, and I think she could sense that I just genuinely cared about her from from the start. Mm -hmm. And um, we built we started a, a friendship. Yeah. And it was really special. And she was always I remember I was on the grandson tour and we were already friends at that point. And I was going through a tough time, actually, mentally Mm -hmm. when I was on the grandson tour. And what, she was, why, what was going on for you? Um, I was struggling with depression at mm-hmm. that time mm-hmm. um, pretty badly. Mm-hmm. Just in, there were like maybe a six month period and the grandson tour fell in that period that I was really struggling um, with my mental health. Mm-hmm. And I remember her reaching out multiple times to check on me 
and how meaningful that was and sort of being available to ask questions if I needed advice or anything. And and that just, it meant so much to me. That warms my heart. It's important. Mm -hmm. It shows, speaks volumes about a person's character who actually cares and is checking in as a human. As a human. Somebody that's that busy, that has that many things probably to do on a daily basis and she's checking in on me. It was like, I didn't take that lightly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think and it's it's getting better now at people talking about mental health and yes. it's so important. And look, that is something that none of us are immune to. Mm-hmm. Everyone, yeah. everyone deals with their own struggles or or demons or battles, totally. you know, at, at different degrees and for different reasons or but um it's what makes us human. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And I and you have been vocal about it and I commend you for yeah. that. Because it does take brave bravery and strength to to share something personal like that. Yeah. 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 But music, it seems like, is your therapy. Absolutely. Is your medicine. Yeah, of course. I mean, Absolutely. do you, I mean, has it really been medicinal for you? Like, in, like for example, being mm-hmm. on tour, which is, and Jordan's talked about this, like, mm-hmm. if you are going through, if you're dealing with mental health issues or depression and you're touring, yeah. I mean, first of all, touring is grueling, mm-hmm. physically, exo- it's emotionally grueling. Yeah. And then on top of that, to be battling. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. How did you get yourself up? How do you pick yourself up and get on stage night after night when you are struggling? I think when it's happening and when I'm in the thick of it, the support of the people around me means a lot. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of people around me on that tour specifically that were very uplifting and I'm mm-hmm. very grateful for the other group oxymorons that were oh, with I us. Oh, I love oxymorons. What? Oh my God, I love Best them. Best energy. And they Great. lifted me up, Great I swear, guys. every night and made me feel like I could do it Aww. when I when I thought that I couldn't. And um, speaking just of music sort of being the medicine, it wasn't until after that tour that I started getting in the studio wanting to talk about different things in my writing mm-hmm. because I felt like so much of my music at that time was centered around my mental health and my depression and not feeling good about myself, which is important to say, um, speaking of vulnerability, but... I started writing about wanting to be happy and find happiness and it like healed this. It healed me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Words are so powerful. They are so powerful. They're so powerful. What you say is what you believe, you know, and it's a mind-body connection. It's like like manifestation. Exactly. And if I'm getting up on stage every night and a lyric in one of my courses is I hate myself. Right. What am I going to do at the end of the night? I'm probably going to hate myself. Mm -hmm. And so I really started thinking about also how I'm affecting the people that are listening to my music, that are singing these lyrics back to themselves in the car. And um, I didn't want to make people feel poorly. And so I think it's changed my writing style a lot since I had that realization. Wow. Um, And I think that I've manifested my own happiness through writing about it. Oh, my God. That is so powerful. Mm. I think that also being surrounded by by people who lift you up and 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 feeling supported. I mean, you are in a relationship. Yeah. You you guys have been together now what for like 2 years? 2 years. Oh, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Talk yeah. to me about your dynamic, the two of you. Wow. Right now, not right now, but it's it's grown to be so remarkable. Oh. And it really is um it's interesting cuz you hear you know, it takes work. Mm-hmm. And I never really understood what that meant when I was younger right. and in other relationships because I never wanted to put in that work. Yeah. 
And it has taken work at about the year and a half mark. I remember us going through a little bit of a tough time. It's tough to be both touring musicians. Yeah, that's, you know? that is hard. It's not easy. You don't get yeah. to see each other a lot. Um, but we really like worked through it. And I feel now that we've come out so much stronger than we even were. I thought the honeymoon phase was like it. This is it. This is what I want to feel like forever. Mm-hmm. And now I'm learning that there's just a depth of love yeah. that you grow over time that just actually increases. Sure does. Yeah, you know? it really does. You feel like that? Oh, I know it for a fact. Yeah. I feel like the honeymoon phase is fun, you totally. know? And it's very primal. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. it's a blast. Uh-huh. But really, the real love is from facing obstacles. Mm-hmm. It's from overcoming things together. Yeah. I think what's like the famous quote, it's like, love is not gazing into each other's eyes, but it's like gazing at the same thing in the distance, mm-hmm. like together. You know, I it's just chilled. like, yeah, if you both are looking in the future and want the same things at the same time, like yeah. that's the beauty of it. Totally. And that's what's exciting. And then you add mm-hmm. kids into the mix. And that's like a whole other thing. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait for that someday. Oh, that's beautiful. Someday. So you know you want that? Yeah. Oh. We talk about it sometimes. You do? We do. Yeah, which is weird. Wow. We both need a lot of time oh, before of we're ready. Yeah. But we we fantasize. Communication is key. Just yes. being just being communicative and open about everything. But that's beautiful that you guys yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Wow. It is amazing. It's a whole other thing. It's a hard stop yeah, I bet. <laughs> on, your, on your life, but, it, but it, it's, it opens a door to a whole new life that you can't even imagine. Uh-huh. So it's, I'm very real about the, the mom talk. It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome, but it's just, it's wild. It's different. It's, it's totally different. It's like an mm-hmm. alternate universe. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, you recently wrapped up with Fallout Boy. Crazy. Like, talk to me about that tour. That, I think, was maybe the most fun I've ever had in my life. Amazing. It was, it felt like summer camp. Uh-huh. Because when you're opening, and I wasn't even direct support, it was like a band and then me and then Bring Me the Horizon right. and then them. So the slot is like 30 minutes. There's kind of low pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you kind of just wake up, you play your show and then you have the whole night to like hang out (laughs) and I felt it was like the first time I felt like oh this is the rock star life that people are talking about you know it was so fun like what were you witnessing like what was happening we just were goofy like me and my camp of people that were with me we just were getting goofy and having fun and like I've never I'm not a big partier um, and I've never actually really partied on tour drank really even on tour and so it was the first time I ever even dabbled in drinking on tour Mm -hmm. and I will say it was very fun not to you know do what you want or don't want to do but wow it was incredible there was one show that we had these like gel blasters backstage (laughs) as you do yeah Yeah. and everyone was just running around shooting each other with gel blasters (laughs) it was like next to a six flags we got to ride the rides for free it was like incredible it was really cool that's amazing oh that's so great and I love bring me so much I love that fall boy I mean what, what a tour it was really cool to watch the acts. I feel like I learned a lot just from watching them both actually every night. Ollie has such a way with the crowd. Ugh. And I was like studying him intently. His crowd interaction is remarkable. I think that when you tour with such professionals, mm-hmm. really, I mean, they really are. Yeah. I mean, both bands have been doing this now for years. Yeah. But I do think you learn a lot. I yeah. think you get better. Mm-hmm. And like I feel like it kind of inspires you to up your game yeah. and just sort of to try to be at that level. But you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Ollie is able to engage with the crowd. That it's is so amazing. It's it's fascinating to watch. I mean, yeah. every I've seen them a bazillion times, and mm-hmm. every time I'm like just right back in it. Mm-hmm. It's just it's such an experience. Yeah. 
And now, congratulations on your headlining tour. Thank you. Yay. I'm so excited. I just wanted to name all of those artists <laughs> to really take a moment to show your journey and your Thank path you. to get to this moment. Wow. What an accomplishment. Thank you. Talk to me about this. Like, what's like, what's your headspace like right now? Um, Like, 30% terrified, mm-hmm. 70% so excited. Right. Okay. Um, and I think the 30% terrified is just, I hope people come mm-hmm. to the shows, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. I've never done this on my own before. So I hope people show up. Right. Which they, I mean, of course they, they, will. Will. they will. That's a natural, normal fear. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm so excited. I just can't wait. It's a totally different experience. I've only done a few headline shows really at all. Some LA, some New York. Um, and it's a totally different experience than opening up because mm-hmm. when you're opening, I find I'm constantly trying to convince people why they should like me mm-hmm. or why they should listen to my music yes. or why they should go home and follow me. Because they're not here for they're you. They're not here for me. You hope they become fans yes. after tonight, but mm-hmm. yeah. But it's there's this like a different sense of effort. It, and I learned actually on the last tour that I was on that I didn't need to be so – what's the word I'm looking for? Like desperate yeah. on stage. I had this desperation that I think was sort of coming through because I wanted so badly to take fans away at these big shows. And what I'm really excited for is to just get to go out and be with my people. Yeah. You know? That's amazing. This community. community. (laughs) It's your community. Yeah. As an artist, I would feel like for me that that's like success, you know, that you have built a community who just love you and and love your art. They're so loyal. They're so sweet and they're so wonderful. They, we have this discord that is fan built and fan run. And they, when I announced the tour, the admins in the discord made a different chat room for each city. So people could go and meet people if they were going to a show alone and like see what people are doing in these cities and and go to the shows together and make friends and that's so special. That's so beautiful. And I love people who go to shows alone. I talk about it all the time. I love those people. Yeah. They're my people. Yeah. I love it. I've gone to so many shows alone. Yeah. Because the music's the connection and then you find your people at the show. Mm -hmm. And so many people have made like lifelong friends from connecting at a show. It's remarkable. I actually met the Discord, the people that made my Discord, I met on the Grandson Tour. And they were grandson fans. Mm-hmm. See, it's a beautiful, it's, it's the community. It's yeah. like an ecosystem of love and music. It yeah, really is. It is. How are you uh, gearing up for this? <sighs> yeah. Well, I actually don't have a ton of time because I leave to go to Milan in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then I have my first London headline, which I'm so excited about. Sold out in, I think, a day. I mean, it's Which amazing. is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I, that will be good preparation, I suppose. Yes. <laughs> ah, exactly. And then I'm back and, and we rehearse and then I leave. So it's like, I think I'm going to take a break maybe from putting so much music out just so I can focus on the live. Yeah. Because I've put a lot of music out now in the past few months. Yeah, you have. Yeah. I love the idea that you did with the four installments. What Thank sort of you. inspired that? It was my manager's idea. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to make an album, but we didn't have time because mm-hmm. I had all of this touring and, and stuff. Yeah. Place that I needed to be elsewhere and focus on other things. And he has done it similarly with a few of his other artists where they do like little tapes that have multiple songs yeah. on them. So he asked me if I wanted to do something along those lines and sort of gave me the creative freedom to do what I wanted with it. But I think we'll continue probably in the new year right. and do more installments. 
I love it because you just get to like look forward to more music and yeah. more music. But I like your thinking of I need to focus on the show and we'll yeah. do music when when I'm ready. Yeah, and I'm still writing. You know, yeah, I'm going to a session after this. You, what's your What's your process like? I usually just show up wherever's on my schedule for the day. Uh-huh. Usually it's with people I know, uh-huh. which is lovely. I work with some incredible collaborators, and we just vibe. I'll like come in with maybe an idea, and we usually just write and cut a demo that day. And then it sits in a folder until I'm ready to finish it and put it out. That's so great. And what about writing for other people? I do it less often, but mm -hmm. I do enjoy it, especially when it's somebody really cool. Right. um, Which I do have the opportunity of doing sometimes. But it's it's less often, especially now with how often I'm gone, I feel like I have to spend the time here writing music for me. Mm -hmm. Um, because otherwise there'd be no time to do it. Right. Really, the goal, I think, is to get to a place where while I'm touring, I can have a producer on the road with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but we need a bus for that. Yes. <laughs> goals. 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 Yeah. Someday. Who would be like a dream collaboration for you? Oh, like an artist? Yeah. Hilariously Skrillex. I've always oh, wanted to do absolutely. a song Absolutely. I've always wanted him to produce something for me. He's so. Oh, he's so talented. Wow. He's so multi-talented. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That's such, oh my God. Can we, let's put it out there. Yeah. Let's put this out here. Yeah. I'm I'm into this. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. And what about, you know, staying healthy physically? Mm. Because it's what you do on stage is so Mm -hmm. physical Mm -hmm. um, and mentally. How do you sort of stay sound? Yeah. And grounded? So much water. Yes. I hydrate like crazy. I'm primarily, I mean, I eat really healthy, mm-hmm. um, just generally. What do you eat? Like, what sort of, like— I'm gluten-free. I'm, like, mostly vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Um, I On the road, I eat a lot of rice, a mm-hmm. lot of carbs, but a lot of rice. Mm-hmm. Um, and veggies. I mean, it was nice on the last where there was catering. So oh, yeah, that's to, the like, best. Exactly. that. Actually, though, I eat a lot of gluten-free mac and cheese. I'm not going to lie to Great. you. Great. It's so delicious. Delicious. So good. It's, it's fuel. It's fuel. I mean, you carbs do need good. a lot of carbs. You need a lot of yeah. carbs for the energy that you have to put out. Mm-hmm. You do. Yeah. Who are you seeing at your shows? Like, who, like, who do you think your fans are? Like, who, what's, like, the, the community like? They're so lovely. They, they're a lot like me, mm-hmm. I think. Um, they're more shy, though, especially getting to know some of the other fan bases. Even, for example, my boyfriend's um, band's yes. fan base. I, we compare a lot. There's a lot of crossover, but mm-hmm. his fans are um, a lot more, like, out there and vocal and sort of, like, in your face, whereas mine are a little bit more reserved and mm-hmm. kind of shy. Um, I love Beauty School Dropout, by the way. You know this. Yes, you know that. I love them. incredible. Love them. How can you not? They're a great, great band, they're great wonderful. guys. I love them. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I think when I first heard that you guys were together, I was like, yes. We had run into you at Lollapalooza. Yes! We had just started dating. Oh, like two I know. Weeks I loved in, I think. seeing you guys yeah. there. It was so cool. I remember seeing you from like across the yeah. that like VIP area uh-huh. and I like came like yeah. running over to you. It was like in slow motion. <gasps> yeah. Uh, that was so fun. So fun. They just yeah. played Lollapalooza this year on the BMI stage. And while wow, I cried, I cried. Oh. oh my gosh, they crushed it. They're so good. They're so yeah. they're so good. But even like at their shows, I feel like their fans sing louder. Where mine, I do these like acoustic shows I did on the last tour, and my fans they sing, but they're just so quiet. Yeah, they're so much more reserved. It's more more vulnerable. Yes, more like a more of a fragility. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because you didn't even start as being like alternative or even want to call it a label but to me you're like the epitome of alternative in the best possible way it's like what I love like I love alternative music 
first of all, alternative is like an ambiguous, open-ended term. It means something totally different to everyone. But for me, it just means artful. Mm. And you just have this edge and this like bite to you without trying to. You know, it's like this innate edge. And that's what I think alternative is. So Mm. I just love what you're doing. Um, What would be sort of like the definition for success for you as an artist, as an mm. artist, you know, what are you, what do you hope to achieve and set out to get to as a milestone? Such an interesting question. Cause I try so hard to measure success just based off of my previous accomplishments. Cause I think that keeps me staying grateful and not chasing. Right. But ideally, I mean, I'd love to be able to sell out really massive tours on yeah. my own. Like, I, I want to be as I want to play stadiums. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Of course, that's a huge dream of, of mine. Of course, and I hope that someday I can do it. Um, and there's so many other avenues of things. Like, I'm starting this clothing brand with my boyfriend, and I'm really excited to get that off the ground. And I think, as an artist, doing that is also another medium that I really, really enjoy. And I hope that that becomes successful and. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting question. You're a creative person. So I see you dabbling or uh, so many different endeavors and different angles and and arenas. I see Mm -hmm. that for you. I see you being just a creative. What sort of obstacles have you overcome that makes you the most proud? Mm. Honestly, my mental health. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I am very proud that I wake up daily happy now because there was a period of time where I wasn't sure if that was ever going to be possible for Mm -hmm. me again. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how I got so far gone, Mm -hmm. but I think, you know, we, as a, as a world, we all went through something really traumatic with the pandemic. And I think it just was a, it was a tough time. And, um, now waking up and being excited about what I do and what I get to do every day instead of you know, the lat- the yeah. opposite yeah. Um, is something I'm incredibly proud of. Yeah. That's success. Mm-hmm. That is success. Yeah. I'm happy. Happy. Happiness is Happiness success. Is success, you know? And I, and I have realized lately, actually, because I think there's a lot of times where I fear the future that I won't succeed in the ways that I want to for my career. But I, I have very recently come to the realization that I am so happy with who I am that no matter what happens with my career, I'll still be happy. And that I'm also proud of. You've won. Yeah. You have won because that's it. Mm-hmm. Like that is it. Thank All you. of the other things are external, mm-hmm. right? Which we don't really have control over, mm-hmm. but we can control what makes us happy genuinely. Yeah. So that to wake up and to be excited about your day and to mm-hmm. be on this earth and to be alive, like yeah. that is it. Yeah. I'm happy for you. Thank you. And I'm happy for how far you've come. Thank you. What do you think it was that sort of made that switch? Or was it just sort of a journey? Or do you, was it a mindset? It was definitely a mindset switch. Mm-hmm. I remember being so fed up with feeling the way that I was, that mm-hmm. I knew I had to make changes. One of the biggest changes was changing what I was talking about in my music and just the voice in my head, really rewriting that story that I was telling myself in my head. And then over time, you know, one day after another, the joy sort of starts to pile up and you turn around and you're happy. 
Oh, I you know that. Yeah. We are the authors of our own stories. Totally. I always think whenever I feel overwhelmed, that's not a pun for your son. <laughs> whenever I feel overwhelmed, I always say, okay, like what can I control? Like what am I grateful for? Because I always say I'm grateful yeah. for the things that I have and that I don't have. Yes. You know, it's like totally. for me, like my grounding force is gratitude. Just like if I'm overwhelmed. Yes. Oh my God, I'm so stressed. I, I can't do this. I can't do this. But it's like, what can I do? I'm healthy, mm -hmm. I'm happy, I have a family. You know, yes. it's like, for me, that's yeah. the most powerful thing I can do. Gratitude is everything. It is absolutely everything. everything. If you don't have gratitude, don't really have anything. It's true. Because you're not appreciating what you do have. Absolutely. Yeah. I and know. it multiplies on itself. It 100% because it's an energy. Mm -hmm. All right, let's do deep cuts. <gasps> okay. Name a song, album, or artist that changed your life. Okay. Donna Missile. Grew up very close to her. I was very close with her younger sister. In New Jersey. In New Jersey. Yeah. And from the day I met her, I just wanted to be as cool as she was. Aww. And write music like she did. Because I was, I mean, I was a very young teenager at the time. Um, and then watching her journey was really inspiring to me when I started trying to do music professionally. Um, I remember going to a show she played at school night. This was so many years ago, probably 10 years ago now at this point. And watching her, she was barefoot, had this dress on, and she was just singing her ass off. And I remember thinking, it, I wasn't making music yet at the time, but I remember thinking, that's what I want to do with that's my life. That's awesome. Yeah. What was the first concert that changed you? Ooh, the first concert that changed me. I don't know about the first, but I do know that I saw Cage the Elephant. <sighs> years ago and it changed me forever. I agree. Forever. I agree. Wow. Wow. They are one of, I tried to sign them back in the day. <gasps> I love Cage the Elephant. What an incredible band. A, a great live band. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. Like, I want to do that. Yeah. Oh my, what a great reference. I yeah. love you for that. That's so yeah. great. What's a song you wish you wrote? Hmm. Smells like teen spirit. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not to be like. I love that you love Nirvana. That makes me so I love happy. I so much. I know. I love them. Yeah. I hear a lot of really good early 90s alternative in your music. Thank you. I do. I hear Thank a you. lot of it. It makes me really happy. Thank you. What is it about Nirvana that that's resonates with you? I've just always gravitated like a moth to a flame yeah. to Kurt Cobain. I don't know why. I don't know what I. I must have seen something at a young age and just thought, that's, that's it. Yeah. And the music just speaks to me. Mm -hmm. I think he's such a poet. He's a poet. And it's so abstract and, and interesting. The words, his word choices. He so also inspiring. was very progressive. Mm -hmm. Also in the message of mm -hmm. his lyrics, yeah. just like you. Actually, Thank let's you. talk about that. Mm -hmm. You have used your music as anthems. Mm -hmm. um, you actually, Safe Place for Youth. You know, mm -hmm. the Ally Coalition, yes. you've been really involved. Tell me a little bit about your work. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I try. One of the first things that was very important to me when I set out to become a musician was building a platform so I could give back. Mm -hmm. Because I think what's the point if we're not sharing what we have um, with everybody? And I don't know, I try my best. I also have like a wonderful team that is incredible at putting things in front of me. Mm -hmm. um, and they were who connected me with Safe Place for Youth and the Ally Coalition and 
we really try, I mean, anytime I even do a merch drop, I'm always trying to convince my team to donate 100% of the profits. And everyone's like, Ryan, (laughs) you need to make some money. I'm like, no, give it away. Give it all away. Oh, Um, you're a beautiful being. What's your favorite movie? Donnie Darko. Amazing. Hands down. It was such a good choice. Such a good choice. What's your favorite movie? Well, Train Spotting mm. changed my life just mm-hmm. as far as music. Yeah. I loved all of the movies where music played a huge role. Yeah. So Train Spotting, Singles, mm-hmm. Reality Bites, you know, Romeo and Juliet, Clueless. Oh, These were yeah. all like epic soundtracks, yes. you know. Mm-hmm. But then I also love like psychological thrillers like Silence of the Lambs oh, and yeah. Cape Fear and yeah. The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Like I mm. love all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But I also love Back to the Future. <laughs> Oh, so good. Like a huge, a like, classic. And I love Back to Feature 2 is like my favorite. Oh, 2 is my favorite. Yeah. yeah. It's so uh, good. Yeah. Those are sort of my like mm-hmm. categories, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. What is your favorite meal or cuisine? Mm, probably sushi. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I don't even eat fish. So it's hilarious that I say that. But you can still do amazing vegetable rolls. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I just love it. I love rice. Yes. I could live off of, if I could only eat one food for the rest of my life, it would be And it's rice. just like white rice, just like plain rice. Any Great. rice, plain rice. I'll put salt on it. Great. Really? You're saying, <laughs> with not even sauce? I mean, maybe a little soy sauce if I have it. Wow, you would eat just plain white rice. I love oh, that. Oh, I do. On tour, I okay. get the bags and I just heat up the bag and I eat the rice. I'm a plain girly when it comes to food. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I'm a pretty picky eater. Okay. It doesn't get more plain than just plain white rice. So no, I got to hand it to you. I know. <laughs> I'll eat like a boiled potato right out of the, right out of the I pot. actually do love that. Yeah. I do love that as well. Uh-huh. If you were not a musician, what would you be? I think a director. Wow. Mm-hmm. What kind of director? Movies? Okay. Yeah. I, I would, I mean, ideally, if this yeah. was a fantasy world, yes, feature films. That's really, do you have a favorite director? Um, probably Quentin Tarantino. Oh, I mean, no, not, that sounds so. No, it's. Or maybe Kubrick. I don't know. That's hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I just think his work is so incredible. Wonderful. I've like tried to like do homages to his stuff in some of my music videos. And I mean, he just has an eye. Yes, he that's does. That's so interesting oh, to me. He's he's such an innovator. Yeah. He's a total innovator, right? trailblazer. Yeah. In a league of his own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I support this. Thank you. Um, what is your most prized possession? Maybe I have this like stuffed animal. Um, it's an elephant, but it, I called it monkey since I was a kid. Oh, you still have it? I do. It's in. I sleep with it. Oh, that's really cute. I love that. Does it go on tour with yeah, you? It yes, does. it does. It does. Yeah. That's really sweet. <laughs> yeah. Especially oh my when my boyfriend's home. Yeah, I was going to say, what does he think about it? He's yeah, like, I mean, I don't. When he's, it, it, it's like <laughs> sits, sits next to him in the bed when it's the two of us. But when he's not gone, I cuddle it. <laughs> Wait, this yeah. is amazing yeah. monkey. And the funniest part is that I got it for Christmas when I was like 14. I was like a joke. <laughs> it's not like it was like when you no, were a baby. No, it wasn't right? like a baby joke. Like my mom has like a joke, thought it was cute and was like, Merry Christmas. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want this. And right. it stuck with me. It stuck with you. You really did want it. I did want it. I had no idea how much I wanted it. Oh my God. This is the best. I'm dying (laughs) from this. Are there words you live by? Yeah. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. I do believe that. Um, I'm going to go with that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. What do you hope to achieve next? 
I really want to sell out this tour. Yeah. I would yeah. love to sell it out. That's just like in the near future. Yeah. That's a goal. I think you will. Thank I'm you. excited for you in this next chapter. I'm so proud of you and happy for you. Thank you. Especially because you have found happiness Thanks. from within. Yeah. And that's really the dream mm-hmm. that we all hope to achieve. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love you. you, Ryan. I love you too. Thank you so much. So good. I love Royal so much, and I am so happy she's found this intrinsic happiness and grounding force of gratitude. To me, that is the epitome of success. It is now time for my sound advice, new music you need to know on the Allison Hagendorf Show playlist, kicking it off with a new one from today's guest, Royal and the Serpent. We talked all about this video and how she embraced her ballet roots for this gorgeous, artful, choreographed video in the rain. Don't forget to get tickets for her first ever headlining tour, which starts next month. But in the meantime, listen to this beauty, Separation Anxiety. Royal and I talked a lot about her boyfriend, Beepus, from the band Beauty School Dropout. I'm a huge fan and supporter of these guys. I love their music, and I just love them as individuals. Their new album, Ready to Eat, drops next month, along with their U.S. tour. They put on such a killer live show. They have the best energy. Until then, check out their song, Beautiful Waste. Next up is Hunter Oliveri, who is only 18, but is influenced by the greats of the 90s, like Nirvana, Smashing Pumpkins, Soundgarden, and Weezer. His parents met at Woodstock 99, so I love that he's always been raised around a love for my favorite decade. Hunter has been playing guitar since he was four, writing songs since he was 13, and he shared with me that this song is about the weird transition from being a teen to an adult and sometimes just wanting to go back. Check out his latest, Dumb. That's my sound advice this week. Search for the Allison Hagendorf Show playlist wherever you listen to music. Thank you so much, as always, for being part of the Allison Hagendorf Show. New episodes drop every Friday, so make sure you follow and subscribe so you don't miss a thing. You can find the show wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also watch the show on YouTube. I would love to hear from you. So please like, comment, rate, review, whatever you're feeling, and reach out to me on socials at Allie Hagendorf. I would love to connect with you. Let me know who I should interview next and what new music I should feature on my sound advice. Thanks again. I'll see you next week. And remember, you're a rock star. 